conference is three weeks away, and I'm very excited and super pumped. About 20 years ago, I actually would have been really nervous because I would have wondered, going into conference, is it going to be what God wants it to be? Are the students going to be touched and changed and shaped and molded by God at this event, or is it going to be like a monumental disaster and it's just like us up there trying to be cool and we're not cool enough? But this song reminds me, that we just sang, reminds me of the truth, which is every single conference we've ever done, every single retreat, every single event, every single one I've done as a pastor or gone to as a student has absolutely changed my life. It, it's changed me. It's changed every student that I've seen go to that event and open their heart up to God. That student's been healed. That student's been impacted permanently altered in an awesome way for God. And in 20 years of being a youth pastor and like 30 years of going to events like this, 10 before I was in charge of them, I realized that, that God never fails to show up and do something awesome. And I get excited about camps and I get excited about retreats and I get excited about conferences, not because we have bomb merch, and we do. And not because our t-shirts that we're gonna sell are so perfect and awesome and Jeremy Pollan's so good at making cool. Not because of that, but it's because of the moments that I know where the presence of God is going to fall and students' lives are going to be completely changed. And so the whole objective of tonight's sermon is to go or not to go. And Pastor Joe and I are going to sit up here and we're going to give you a million reasons to go to conference. A million reasons why you should sign up immediately and not miss it. And at the end, we want you to sign up. We want you to go. Not to stroke our egos or to buy the merch, but to have a moment in the presence of God that will change you forever. Now, Joe's in a unique position because he grew up here going to events. Joe? Yeah. So if you grew up in church, like there's, there's these events every, like every so often that you go to. If you're in elementary school, maybe kids camp. Or there was a thing that was kind of like pre-kids camp called Vacation Bible School, a.k.a. Parents Summer Daycare that they sent you to. Thank and, you, Jesus. Yes. And I went to like every single Vacation Bible School. I didn't even go to those churches. It was just like my mom was like, hey, that church is in walking distance. Go to the Vacation Bible School for the week so I don't have to watch you. That, is that, and I learned. I don't blame your mom or judge her at all. No. I've had to sit next to you in the office. Yep. I'd send you to Vacation Bible School. And Will's gone and I'm I know. lonely. You are lonely. It's pathetic. But I learned, I learned a lot at Vacation Bible School. I learned about Jesus' love, and I learned about VeggieTales, okay? Like, it's true. if you don't know what VeggieTales is, this is the theme song. If you like to talk to tomatoes, if a squash can make you smile, if you like to waltz with potatoes, up and down the pro. We have a lot of VBS graduates. Aisle. How many VBS graduates? Have we got a show for, for you. you. That's Bad. right. Oh, you stopped. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to go for it. I know. You were, you were ready. This is where you learned the, the cheeseburger song. Too. Yep. Cheeseburger song. I mean, so it's like vacation Bible school. It was all about veggie tales. It was the best it crafts. You just come home with... All kinds of like all cool things. We made these sand things with like red, blue, green. Then you poke the toothpick in and it makes layers. Oh. It was so cool. Uh, just popsicle stick 
crosses. Oh, yeah. That's that a classic. Like every time. Glue stick on yeah. popsicle stick. They just give three-year-olds hot glue guns and expect them to know what to do. It's awesome. It's awesome. That's why moms everywhere send you. Yeah. But there's, there's events from your childhood on that begin to impact you. And I remember um, going to kids camp type situation at a church that wasn't my church either, but really recognizing and hearing about the love of Jesus in a way that I could understand. And I remember memorizing Bible verses at those kind of things and being able to recite them for large amounts of candy, obviously. Um, but those things get down inside your spirit and inside your soul, and, and it begins to take root, and it begins to shape you in super cool ways. The events got cooler, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you got into middle school, there was this thing called Acquire the Fire. Back all in right? the day. If yep. it has the word fire in it and a rhyme to it, you better believe it's going to be just like... Especially in the 90s. This was very cool uh-huh. in the 90s. It was like, the, like if you went to church and you didn't go to Acquire the Fire... You were probably not saved. Yeah. And you'd go like through, you'd go the first year and you're, it's like, they're all about like evangelism and missions trips and they just like get you pumped up about just being a Jesus follower and you're surrounded by like 50 other thousand, 50,000 Yeah, they do it other. in like the Pepsi center. Yeah. And so you're just like, oh, everybody's a Christian. I'm going to be an awesome Christian. You get all pumped up and stuff like that. Then you go home. Yeah. And things change a little bit, you know. And then you go the next year and it's the same thing. And you're exactly. like, exactly. And then you go the third year and you're like, like, wait a second. I feel like you're saying the literal. Yeah. Three times. Three times. Fool me once. Shame on. No, you should still go. You should still go. No. Yeah. And then there's always the classic church winter retreat. I don't know how many of you have ever been on a winter retreat and why churches take winter retreats in the winter is beyond me because there's always a snowstorm and there's always a bus and it always gets stuck and there's always like the threat of imminent death. And then pastors have to yell prayers at the clouds to try and split so we can keep going. That's happened. Yeah, a couple times. Yep. Part the seas. The passes are closed in the Wendy's parking lot for Mm -hmm. about two hours. Yep. Yeah, and then there's weird ones like Promise Keepers was like this all-guys event that was like, be righteous men of God kind of thing. And it was so cheesy and everything. But as a kid, man, or as like a young man, Man, he, seeing a bunch of like grown men who passionately love because there's a football stadium. Yeah, there's another football stadium. It's like at the Pepsi Center, and just getting to see fifty thousand other like men of God. Man, that's just something. My like, dad got saved at a Promise Keepers. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you that. Crazy oh. cool. Yeah, those things are pretty epic. And then there's of course the classic church mission strip mm-hmm. where like 10, 15 people go to either the inner city or they go to like Tijuana, Mexico, or Africa, some really poor place. Juarez. And there's, you get diarrhea from the water, but you serve people and you preach Jesus and it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And all these events begin to change you because there's moments at these events where in spite of the diarrhea and the beans that you eat every day on the mission trip, there's a moment where like this little kid comes to you and you pray with him and there's a miraculous healing or he accepts Christ and is saved or, or there's a moment where, where you're talking to this person with the translator and you're building something and you realize you have completely changed this entire family's life. Or there's a moment at the winter camp when you're down on your knees and you're at the altar and the worship team's playing and you feel and sense God speak to you deep down in your spirit and you know in that moment, I am never going to be the same again. And that's why you go. That's why you go 
every time. Even though you've gone to other events before, you don't miss because you never know what's going to be said at this next event by God, not by one of us, but by that God moment that's going to change you forever. Of the, so like of the 15, probably 15 to 20 events I have gone just as a kid, not even, not even counting as a pastor and the events that I've gone with you guys, like of those events, I can't think of one that I'm just like, man, I probably could have skipped that one because every single one of them had something in it that changed my life. But once I had this really, really, really dumb idea when I was in high school to not go to what was called Amped, which was our conference in Vertigo, okay? And I decided that I wasn't gonna go. And I'd never been, but I was just like, ah, uh, you know, I've been to a lot of these things, and so I just don't feel like it's right for me to go in this season of life. So naturally, as Joe's youth pastor at the time, I have to call him out on this baloney. No. Yes, I did. No. Joe, really? <laughs> I had a good excuse. Please, let's vote. <laughs> Okay, so this girl asked me to um, Winterfest. It was a girl-ass guy dance, and a girl asked me, okay? And we weren't even already dating, okay? Because I hadn't started dating yet, but a girl asked me to the dance, okay? And she was pretty cute, and, but she didn't know Jesus, but I still liked her. Mm. So this is how this goes down. I hear that, that Joe, who's, are you 15, 16? Uh, something, 15. All right, I so he's 15-ish at the time, is not going to amp. So I do what I do, which is I like strike up a nice conversation. He's shooting a game of pool with some friends. And um, I stripe up this conversation, and I'm talking about stuff. And then I slip it in, and I go, hey, Joe, is it true that you're not going to amp this year? And Joe said, yeah, I'm not. And then he comes up with this absolutely insane explanation when I, you know, put the screws to him because he's not gutsy enough to admit it's a girl. And so he, he goes down with this spiritual baloney. It, it was a good, okay, as a sophomore in high school, it seemed like a pretty good, like, I bet Throw you I could get there. it. Yeah, yeah, okay, so I, I had been to, like, winter retreats and all of this stuff, okay? So I was just like, you know, and I always felt like I was coming off like of those retreats and I was just like, yeah! And then it was just like, you know, like after the conference, it was just like, like slowly. I was like, I'm gonna read my Bible every day. And then two weeks later, every other day, I don't know where my Bible is, like a month <laughs> later, right? Like that, you just see the decline, right? Or you're right. just like, I'm gonna honor my parents. And then like a month later, you're like, you want me to take out the trash right now. And back in the day, I couldn't like pause live TV. I had to like, you know, like you just freak out about that stuff, right? Sorry, a little off track. Uh, <laughs> you got some bitterness there about the trash. <laughs> yeah, it's always during Power Rangers. My mom would make me take out the trash. this is elementary school, Yeah, <laughs> You're getting so nerdy right now. Anyway. We're going to continue on. So all these like high points, right? And I was just getting sick of this feeling like I failed after every conference or after every retreat because it was like I'd come off He's of it. He's laying just, it on so thick, y'all. I was just like, I just don't want to live like just for that high. I want to try and maintain a spiritual life without relying so heavily on these events. So he's shooting a game of pool and he's throwing down this bull crap to me. And I'm listening to it and I'm like... That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And then he comes out with the real reason that the girl asked him to Winterfest. A girl asked me. 
You were pretty dorky in high school. You had a bowl cut, man. I had long hair. I had like long hair back no. then, but yeah. not pretty long hair. Like I had, what well, it was like not long. It was, it was a bowl cut. And it, it was, it was, and it was long I'm and it was across my eyes because I was kind of emo, but I was too yes. happy to be emo. I but wish I we could find a picture on oh, Facebook right now. We, yeah, it would be awesome. It's not great. But anyways, anyways, so he throws out this explanation and he doesn't go. Like he misses it. No, I don't go. All right. And I went to the dance with this girl. I'm not quite, quite remember her name um, anymore. <laughs> Please tell me you at least knew it then. Uh, Mandy. Mandy was her name. Okay. So I went to the dance, right? And I didn't go to Amped. And I, here's the thing. I don't know what I missed out on at Amped. I'm not sure what God had for me. All I know is that I didn't get it. And that every other time I went to an Amped, every other time I went to anything else, I did get something from God. But that time I chose not to go. I don't know what I missed, but I know I missed something. That I didn't get something. And... And this idea of like these high points in life and, and only and not wanting to rely on those was really bullcrap. That's, that's so true because I'm going to have this marker board come out and I want to kind of explain it like this because in that moment as a sophomore, I seemed like I was being like a very good spiritual reason to skip AMP because I didn't want to live my life just this constant like up and down. Well, here's the truth about life is no matter what, okay, no matter what, life is going to just take you in a certain kind of like downhill way. Like you're going to go to school and you're going to deal with drama. You're going to have to deal with school, sports, deal with parents, all that stuff. And it seems like the trajectory of our lives, if we do nothing, is just kind of like bleh. Like it's just going to slowly bring us down. All right. And so what I, what I felt like I was doing and I just didn't like was I was just like up and down, up and down. All right. But that's not really accurate to what was happening in my life. You know, every little thing we do, whether it's a quiet time, all right, is like this slow uptick in our life, all right? And so maybe, yeah, the day is going to bring you down, but hey, you did a little quiet time, and it's going to bring you down. And then, you know, the day might bring you down, but that's why we need those things. That's why it's so important, like, every day to kind of do this. And if you do, you know, something every day with God to kind of fill you up, and to keep you going, you might actually sort of live your life a little bit smaller like this. And then you're going to come on a Tuesday and we're going to have like a, a really inc- like awesome like experience with God. And maybe you have like a little extra uptick. And if you keep going, maybe it's going to do this. But maybe you just forget. And all of a sudden your life's just going to start doing this. And maybe you're just like, I'm going to come once every couple of weeks. And yeah, it kind of helps, but you're still, you see where that's headed. But see with conference, or with these retreats that we go to, what ends up happening, and I ran out of room, so I'm gonna go this, no, I'm not, okay? So, but now it's like, okay, I go up. Top of the point, man, I've experienced God's presence. He changed my life at that conference, okay? Now, to get all the way down here, I'm gonna have to just completely forget everything that he told me, and the truth is, is I didn't. Every time I went to one of those things, God put a truth, like almost like a foundation block, in me that kept me there. And so, yeah, life kind of started to bring me down, but hey, I still started, I, because I was close to God, it made me want to come every week. And so now, okay, now I'm here, and maybe I forget to come, or I'm not doing as many quiet times as I'm here, all right? But then all of a sudden, now we do a 24 retreat or something like that, and all of a sudden, boom, we're going to be a little higher, right? And so what, what I thought was happening was there was just like this, it's either all or nothing, but the truth is, is when we, when we go to these events, it just gives us these boosts to where the trajectory of our life will end up always on the upswing. 
But without these things, as you can see, if I didn't have a 24 retreat or if we didn't have that next one, sooner or later, we're just going to kind of end up going down. And so that's why it's so important to not miss one of these events, whatever it is, a 24, a conference, an O2, something like that, because it's going to always keep the trajectory of your life going up. And it's not just our opinion. It actually says this in the Bible. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, it says, and let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another. One ant in like 15 years. Yeah, who knew you'd work for me and I'd throw it in your face for like the rest of your Biggest life. Biggest mistake of my life, not going to that amp because now she's my boss and we have to bring it up every time we have a conference. She's like, remember that one time you didn't every go? Every time. It's really fun for me. Don't miss because you never know this could be you. It's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Do you ever talk to that girl? No. Okay, just wondering. All right, it's not like the one you married or anything important. No. So you just missed it for no reason. Yeah, it was like I I missed out on whatever God had for me for like a high school dance. And now that I'm 30 and married with kids, I'm like, a high school dance? Like, why did I? And and now knowing and realizing how much God could have done in my life in that moment, I was like, I traded like what God could do in my life for a high school dance. It it didn't even, it it was dumb. And we're not just trying to pick on the high school dance. You could substitute anything, (laughs) anything, any one of the excuses that kind of pops up in your life into that position. And we know for some of you, the cost is slightly prohibitive. For some of you, that $79 fee is a problem. And we want you to know that we do have a scholarship program that helps with that. And so we have never turned a student away because of money in the past. And we don't think that we ever will in the future. So if... Money is part of the issue of why you're not going. Please stop by the Tom's info counter out in the lobby there. Talk to us. Explain it. We'll give you a paper that your parent can sign to kind of help with it. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him while he is near. And guys, the truth is that there are moments like a conference, like a 24, there are moments like special times on Tuesday nights where God is especially near. And if you will block that time out in your schedule and you will be here, then when you seek him, you will find him. And that kind of stuff changes your life forever. And as we were prepping the sermon, Joe and I this week, I spent some time in prayer and I said, okay, God, these are, these are like me and Joe's best thoughts. This is like our best thoughts, our experiences, some Bible verses that come to mind. But I said, what is it that you want the students to know about why it matters that they go to conference? Why, why is this the topic that you've put on our hearts? Like, what is your point exactly? And I heard just as clear as day, God put a thought into my spirit that I had never thought of before this morning, and it's this, that it matters to God so much that his people do this, pull away from their daily life and focus on him and focus on connection with one another so much that in the Old Testament, he actually mandated in the law before Jesus and said three times a year, All of my people will do this. And he made a law in the Bible. You can find it in multiple places. There were three festivals or feasts every single year where all the God followers needed to stop, take off work, travel to Jerusalem, set up tents in the dirt, camp together, and have these celebrations about God and his blessing and his faithfulness in their life. And it would last seven days. Three separate times 
a year. That's how important it was. And I thought, wow, that's like mind-blowing because we don't even have to travel and we don't have to sleep in the dirt and we don't have to take seven days off of work and walk like 100 miles to get there. Like we can just show up. But the principle is still the same thing. We show up here, we connect with God at a higher level than any other time, and we connect with one another. We build those relationships with each other that can never be replaced. And so God spoke that to me this morning. I never thought that thought before. And then I said, is there anything else, Lord, that you want me to say to the students about this tonight? And he said, Jesus went to the equivalent of conference. And I was like, what? Luke chapter 2 is talking about these festivals I just described in the law, and it says every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12, they went up to the festival according to the custom, and Jesus went with them, and that's when he got lost at the temple, that whole story, you might remember it. Pretty cool. Um, don't get lost at conference, but, but the truth is that it was the the custom of Jesus' family, and it was the custom of Jesus starting at 12 years old to pause everything and to go to a festival to celebrate the goodness of God, to worship, to repent from sin, and to connect with other believers of God. It was so important to Jesus, to his community, that he did this every time as well. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that Jesus needed that to give him like a spiritual boost so he didn't sin, but I'm saying it was so important that he set that pattern for us to follow because he knew we would need that boost in our spirituality to stay on track and to keep moving in our spiritual growth. Guys, when you come to conference or you come to a 24 retreat or you come to a major gathering that you might go to like a women of faith event girls or a promise keeper event guys, you might go to some of these big things. What are you doing? You are rallying with other believers and you're encountering the presence of God and it absolutely changes you. And we are laying it on so thick tonight because we do not want one of you to be the one that misses out. And 10, 15 years later, you're sitting back and you're looking back at your life and you're like, I wonder what I missed from God for that one soccer tournament we lost. Or I wonder what I missed from God. I wonder how my life would have been or changed or if I would have met my best friend or if I would have made a connection with someone that could mentor me long term. But instead, I missed out. And guys, the cost potential of missing out on a conference is so serious. And we want there to be every single one of you to be at this event and to have that encounter with God and have your life changed. And that's the whole point of the service tonight. We believe in it so much. We've been working on it as a staff for four months to set up the perfect environment for you to come, to pull away from real life, and to encounter God and watch him heal you, watch him set you free, watch him connect you to the right people and change the trajectory of your entire life. Let's pray together. God, thanks. Thanks that you set a pattern in the Bible of, of your followers coming together, celebrating, 
you coming together and connecting with one another and growing in our faith. And God, we pray for every student in this room. We pray that you would guide them as they wrestle with these big decisions about signing up for conference, that you would give them favor with their parents as they talk about the money piece and, and the family plans that have to go in to being able to attend. And Lord, we pray that you would open up a door for every student, that not one young person would be blocked from coming to conference, but everyone would have that encounter with you and be changed. Lord, we pray for these students in this room tonight that you would bless them and you would strengthen them in their faith, that you would encourage them in the well-doing. God, that you would set them free from anything that's holding them back and just put your hand of protection on them this week. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.